This is Banging on the Drum. Wait for what? We're going, Mike. And it is another beautiful day in West Central Wisconsin. And we still haven't looked up uh, what the Badgers record was before the show. We're going to. No, I saw. So I went back into. So I'm going into like the ESPN thing and I went clicked on college basketball and I was saying, wait, because like this dude that I thought for sure had already went to the NBA is still at North Carolina. And so that's what I was saying, wait about. But it is a beautiful day. We're going to get a bunch of a bunch of snow here in West Central Wisconsin also. Oh, I got to pull, pull up my weather tools and get this going. That's the plan anyway, is that we're supposed to get like like two to six inches, depending on where we're kind of at. But A bunch uh, of nice, nice powder to get out on for you and the kids. No, so that's not the way Wisconsin skiing goes. Um, they don't leave fresh snow on the hill. Uh, it's more like you're skiing on, I don't want to say ice, but like snow that they pack down. I would think that that would be better if, because I feel like if you're a snowboarder, not for me personally, but like if you were good at it, you would want it like more tightly packed so you could go faster. Yeah. So um, you can definitely go faster if it's like packed down or icy for sure. And then, but it's really hard to control where you're headed yeah if it's icy right so it's just like walking on ice it's sketchier um yeah i wonder how and i've talked to my brother-in-law who goes skiing out west on occasion and he's like it's a completely different thing here right so it's all packed down and yeah and then out there out- it's more like powder and stuff like that where it's like thick deep stuff more he goes out to like colorado and well he lives in vegas so um yeah it does stuff out there in the in the west on the rockies okay yeah no i'm not much of a skier but i do know i think i would like it the slower way i'm not much of a adrenaline junkie but would you ever go parachuting yeah i think i would i don't know See, I think I would enjoy the part where you pull the chute and then you coast down from there more Do than you the at- falling part. Yeah, the falling part would get make me nervous, and I did get more <laughs> nervous than I thought I would, um, like parasailing, right? Like it was way higher than I expected, and then like you're just on some boat with some dudes because yeah, generally you that. don't generally well you you don't do it in like the U.S that often and so we were in like some like third country no in like the caribbean in the caribbean so like there i mean there's a country that's running things but like we went and did it and it was like like i don't know if i trust these two dudes that are in the boat that are just me you know what i mean to make sure that i'm safe I think I'm getting parasailing confused. That's just when you're like tied behind it with the parachute. And you're, yeah. Yeah. That Which doesn't strike it, me as scary at all. Like I, well, I don't it, feel like I didn't think scary. it would, I didn't think it would be at all. And then I'm like, I was just like looking at the dudes that were doing it. And I was like, I don't know. Doesn't, doesn't make it. And then like looking down, I wasn't like, Oh, this is like 
super comfortable. So I'm yeah. sure parachuting would be tough for me as well. I get a false sense of security when there's water below me. Yeah. Like, yep. Like it, it strikes me as, I guess a little bit less scary. Um, for sure. But that's why I, I am. I remember we had our friends come to down to Destin, Florida, which is kind of like the Wisconsin Dells, but I don't know, whatever, a city like that, like very touristy and stuff. And I was going to talk one of the friends into bungee jumping with me just because I just want to say I was able to do it. And we didn't get the chance to, but there was like a zip lining thing. And How far? Not far at all. It was like the babiest of zip lining things you'd ever see. But the it did make me nervous. Like I, I was more scared than I thought I would be. And especially once I was up there, I was like, I don't think I could have got myself to jump. Like if there was uh, a bungee jumping thing that high. So, so I guess I'm kind of a wuss. Yeah. So bungee jumping makes me way more nervous than jumping out of a plane. Not sure yeah. why, but it does. Um, and then, but throughout my, most of my life, if I see someone else do something like that, I'm generally okay. Right. <laughs> and they don't die. I'm like, all right, I can do it too. But like, I have to like see someone do it. First. Yeah. You can't to be, be the, the guy one. that jumps first is very difficult for me. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like the scariest things I've done. So I, I did go through air assault in Fort Campbell. So you jumped out of a plane a couple of times. Oh no, that's coming that's, down the rope. Yeah. And, and I will say, so I was nervous about it at first. So there's two phases. There's a repelling phase, like where you learn how to like repel down a building. Mm-hmm. I hated that shit. Like, Every time yep. I was petrified, like I didn't like having my back to the ground. So then I assumed, but th- that's way safer because you tie like a Swiss seat. I think that's one thing I didn't like about it either was like I had to tie my own harness and I never trusted myself to. And like when we would, you'd have to like get it checked before you went up on top of the tower and they would just like grab it and shake it a little bit. And they're like, you're good. And I'm like, I would, I literally would ask them to like, no, like, can you make sure you check it? Cause I'm like, I don't know, like the tutorial for tying your Swiss seat was pretty quick. And it was like directed towards a thousand, not a thousand, but like 150, 200 people. So did you have someone at the bottom, like controlling yeah, the, the belay guy, they called it. Yeah, so that you're never gonna die when you got a belayer, as yeah. long as that guy don't fuck up. I'm telling you, the thing that I tied to the guy belaying, I tied myself though. Like so, say yeah, but I, that ain't no thing. Like he's gonna stop you either way. How? How would he stop me if I didn't? Tie if you, it, as I, long as that shit's through there, you're good. They're gonna figure it out. I don't know. That that always was a little bit nerve wracking to me. But then we got to do the fast roping, which is feet first, like you're coming out of a helicopter type deal. Okay. Yep. And I was even more nervous about that because there is no harness. So if you let go of the rope, you just fall. Um, yeah. 
But the one thing I noticed though, is after I did it one time, I was like, oh, this ain't bad. And when I could look at like where I was going, that made me feel better. And then I ended up having to, or not having to, but like getting to do it out of an actual helicopter, which was pretty sweet. And I was the guy that had to like throw the rope out the door. So I was the second one out the door, which was nice. It was kind of a relief. I didn't have to like watch like, I don't even remember how many of us were in there, like 15 other guys like go before me and get nervous. Because basically I had to throw the rope, watch the dude go and go. And you had to like, go, 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 go. So. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure I've repelled without a harness off like relatively short cliff probably 40 feet right that's so like no big. harness but yeah but like it's not like like a huge wall either you know it's not like a huge building so what stories. was it it was just like a rope hanging off of uh no so it was like we were doing some rock climbing stuff out in i don't know if it was in winona or devil's lake but i'm pretty sure that right they gave us the opportunity to go and then i had guys in my class that went face first without a harness yeah i seen which was also a little sketchy that seemed way more sketchy i was not willing to do that but no harness runs over your shoulder and then through your legs or whatever and you just make the s instead of in the in the eight thing right so they have the yeah i remember not the caribbean about the eight thing right so instead of that then you just run it through your legs or whatever and it went relatively smooth i think nobody died oh, okay yeah that's safer than i thought like i just thought you were like holding on to a rope like jumping no down. no like our like the guy that we were our our professor right was like a legit rock climber like a guy that would like put in his own holds into shit he had his own holds which is kind of crazy right so i've the only type of like climbing i've ever done is top rope stuff was which is where you tie a rope on the top and then go to the bottom you fucking climb up the thing yeah how this dumb is, is that free climbing shit did you did you watch well free solo no, no and so like yeah free climbing like i don't understand how you even begin to do that um I had a guy that I went to a training with that had, I want to say like six months earlier, had fallen off a rock, right? Busted. I want to say he like dislocated both of his knees. Something like that. Like an odd injury. But yeah, he was like, I think he was like 25 feet up. He's like 25 feet up in like his, his, uh, lines didn't catch something like that yeah i think dislocating your knee going back to that is called hyperextending your knee i don't know so like (laughs) yeah no i don't either right so like his ankle was all fucked up both his knees were all fucked up and then like he had gotten like a serious cut like he described it and i didn't see it or nothing right but like as like an another like ass crack right so he cut his fucking ass cheek like all the way up yeah dude and that was from like a 15 foot fall yeah and you got like no way to stop yourself that that has to feel like the most 
vulnerable situation you can like put yourself i just couldn't imagine like falling down something and just knowing you're screwed like there's nothing you can do to stop it i don't know i have like a unrealistic confidence in myself i read something today that it said it said that uh like 90 percent of u.s men think they could land a commercial airliner plane with just like the instructions from a air traffic controller. And I was like, I probably fall into that department. That I, I am 100, like 100%. <laughs> I think I could like pull a YouTube video up on my phone and be like, all right. So yep, yep. yep. All right. Give me another round of that same YouTube video. I got it. Right. You just I, keep it on, on a loop. Yeah. Uh, pause it there. Let me see that shit again. You're right. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I definitely likes. fall into that shit. Definitely. Do you th- definitely. Do you think if, uh, like, if you needed to take out a black bear, just an average size one, like you're out deer hunting, your gun's not right there. Your gun's like 50 feet away. Um, and it's you and a black bear. I think I die. You think so? Like die? even so, even if I have like one of my knives on me, which I usually keep in my bag and not on my hip, right? So I don't carry my knife on my hip. Generally, I usually just throw it in my bag and then I hike out because once I sit down, then it's like I usually wreck the holster that it's in or whatever. Is it called the holster? The sheath. And it's in, I like it, it'll rip or like whatever. They're all shitty because I buy shitty knives to begin with. And then I don't have a good sheath. But um, so I usually just throw it in my bag. And so if I'm lucky enough to have my bag on me, like that's your only chance is like that you can like stab it in the neck and it bleeds out before it actually kills you. Yeah, I just feel like I would get lucky. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Like, I don't know what, what my faith is in myself, but so I like, like, I think if I like called out a black bear and like me and Dewey were in the ring together, I think he would get the best out of me. But for some reason, I just feel like I would live, but I'll probably learn that the hard way. Die, die by a black bear. Um, yeah. So generally I'm not in the woods without some kind of like projectile weapon. So I'm, you're always packing heat. So I either have my firearm, like my my gun, right? Or I have a bow. I haven't been in the woods with a bow in forever, I guess. But that is not 100% true. But And then like a wolf, I think I could kill, right? If, if, if all I have is my knife, a wolf I can kill. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I have like almost no doubt in my mind that that's the case, even though that's not true either. Yeah, and I right, think so I wolves, know like, it's not true. Hunting, but packs. I think, yeah, yeah, but it's just that unrealistic like uh, expectation. Yeah. Like I think like all guys think they're like pretty good at fighting to to like a certain extent. Like even yeah, even if like they don't want to fight or don't think they're ever going to be in a fight, I think like in in people's heads or guys' heads, they're just like, I think I could do it if I had to. Like I know, I know that's the way I think. 
Yeah. That like, I'm tougher than other guys. I honestly believe that. And I'm sure other people think this similar to me. Right. But I'm like the contrary to that than a bear, like the, like a pro fighter or something like that. I know there's no fucking way that I'm walking away from. Like if it's a fight to the death, like a pro fighter, there's no chance that I would be walking away from that. But for some reason, when it like I think of a bear, I'm like, I guess if it's like a fight to, <laughs> I guess if it's like a fight to the death, I would be dead. I will, I will forfeit that point. But like if it's like getting away with your life, I feel like I would get away with my life. See, and I I feel like. If you lose a fight with a bear, you die. Like, that's just the way it goes. Right? Or if you lose a fight with a wolf. I mean, even like a coyote. You lose a fight with a coyote. I feel like that ends in death. Otherwise, you win. All right. I like this theme. Do you think, so I know it's too high stakes for you. So I don't want to put a kid on the line. But I am convinced in my mind because we I'll take my dogs for walks and there's things that will say like, oh, there's gators around here and stuff. I am thoroughly convinced if like a gator like got my dog's leg, my first reaction would be jump on that bitch and fucking like try to wrestle it. So if I'm going to be 100 percent honest, I don't know. Right, like I yeah, no, I'm probably I, wrong. I'm probably like no be crying. Yeah, like my dog, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. Um like I feel like that's the answer that I wanna say, right? So that's the thing that society for sure has told me that I should say all the time is that if something threatens anything that I love, which would be my dogs, like so before my dogs passed away that would 100% fall into um, that realm, right? That like my dogs are the thing that I love. And if a gator or a big cat or something like that, like try to take them, then I should jump on it and fucking kill that thing as a man, right? As a man, that's what I should do. I don't know if that's actually what I would do, right? So like, I want to say that actual studies of things that like you, like you see something and you know that it's wrong a hundred percent, like no doubt in your mind, you know, it's wrong. Like 60% of people do absolutely nothing. Oh yeah. I think I fall in that camp more than I would like to. Like I see some stuff sometimes where I'm like, ah, I like, I should do something here, and you just yeah. don't, right? Yeah, nothing so, like egregious though. Like it's never like someone getting the shit kicked out of them or things like right. that. But it's like someone. I'm trying to think of a good example because I was going to say like someone like drop something. I'm usually pretty good at being like, "Hey, you dropped that," or like grabbing it and like running up to like somebody and giving like that doesn't bother me. Um, no, and so like I try to be really conscious of that, 
right? So um, when I was in when I was in Leavenworth, I'm driving out the gate, right? So like normal like military post. There's a gate. I'm driving out the gate. There's another guy coming in the gate, and this is probably four o'clock in the afternoon, like right at like prime time to be either leaving or coming in the gate, right? And somebody drives into the, uh, I guess at McCoy, we called it the cantonment fence, right? So like the fence that is the entire perimeter. Okay. Right. Of the whole base. Yeah. 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 So I'm not up by the prison at all. I'm just going out the gate and this guy like drives into that fence and like, I get out, I call 911. There's a boatload of, and so like a lot of soldiers are on post. So like, there's a lot of people reacting to what's going on. I end up calling 911. I don't know if anybody else does. Like I get out, I go over, I call 911. They're like, all right, we're on, we're, we're on our way. There's people like attending to them that I assume have more training than I do. Right. That like first aid. Um, Mike, you were a lifeguard, dude. Yeah, yeah, but they're possibly like I assume they're like medics in the military and shit like that. And so I'm like, all right, I'm gonna let these guys deal with and guy probably just had a seizure, drove into the fence, whatever. And like I get back in my car and I just fucking take off. But I like I called 911 and then there's this like segment of the population that if 30 people see this accident, they just assume someone else calls 911. Oh, you know, somebody else will call 911. I'll just drive past it. Yeah, right? I I think I fall into that more than I would like to admit that I fall into that. Like I think you you Same brought here. up like a, a good example of like if you see someone like broken down on the side of the road, I like put in my head like my first thought is like, "Hey, I should stop, see if they need help." And then my second thought is like if they fucking need help, I don't even know how to help them. So like, I'm just going to keep driving because it just puts me in a shitty situation. But then on, on that note too, is like when I go out of my way to help people, it sometimes gets me into situations that I'm just like, I don't know. Like I, I don't feel like I'm being helpful and I feel like I'm like stuck there as well like yep like moral but on the other hand though is like if you're in a situation like that and you have somebody that just is like kind of hanging with you like it's kind of nice to know like someone else is concerned like when i would lose my keys at like places and like nobody would help me look <laughs> it would piss it wouldn't piss me off but like when I had that person there that was like, oh, no, dude, I'll, I won't stop until you find your keys. Like, it was just like such a nice feeling, even if they weren't looking. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I'd say even if they weren't looking for him, but just knowing. Even if that like, they were like, like, hey, I'll get you home. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If someone's yeah. empathetic to your situation, it just makes you feel better. Yeah. And so. And then I've also had like in the prison system, they gave me when I was in Leavenworth, they gave me trainings. Like, what would you do in this situation? And like, I tried to answer honestly. And like the Sergeant that like worked with our department was like, I could tell he was disappointed in me. Cause I was like, 
well, I hope I would do this. And he's like, what do you mean you hope you would do this shit? Right? Like, so this is obvious. Like, this is what you do in this situation. And the answer, like, and the answer is, right, you would do that stuff. Right? So you would call 911. Like, you would step in front of somebody that's getting beat up. Hey, knock it the fuck off, man. Like, this isn't what needs to happen here. You would step in and, like, put yourself in between, like, just make sure somebody's okay, right? You would make sure that this person that is vulnerable in the situation is okay. But, like, we know people don't do that. I try to be conscious of doing that, but, like, there's definitely times in my life that I drive past somebody who's got their flashers on on the side of the highway, and I'm like, that person has a cell phone. They'll live, right? Like, I've definitely (laughs) done that. Oh, yeah. And, like, sometimes I'm like, you know, I should, like, stop and do something about this. And then I'm like, this is not 1990. Everybody has a cell phone. They're going to be just fine. I think that's semi-true, too. And then then you hear stuff, too, that's like, cops don't even want you to stop because... It's more of like a traffic hazard if you do. At least if that isn't a study, that's what I tell myself. I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure I've heard I've heard that before. But but yeah. Yeah. And so I guess like for me, like if I think something is like a medical situation, like something super weird happened, or somebody's in like real danger of like i don't know losing their life i feel like i try to stop and then if it's just somebody on the side of the road gets a flat tire i'm like they're gonna call somebody that helps them or they know how to help themselves fuck them yeah yep that's (laughs) that's basically i mean that's I don't want to say that's the mentality, but like when you break down what you're actually doing, that's the attitude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I can't even remember how we got to this point now, but me neither. I have is, zero idea. <laughs> we were fighting grizzly bears, saving dogs from alligators. Okay. So I, we started I with repelling somehow, somehow yeah. I started with repelling. But I don't even know how we got to repelling. Yeah, all scary stuff. All right, you ready to roll in to this episode, Mike? Of course, of course. I've been ready my whole life. I was gonna say this is a sports podcast, but I, I it think it is. It's a Wisconsin sports podcast, but I kind of like the idea of. I don't know. I like this stuff. So I like so like, I like this. I love when we diverge off of things, right? When we get into things that don't necessarily have to do with sports. Yeah. And when we're kind of like riffing off the cuff. There's some things that do with like the Packers and the Badgers that I think we need to cover at least a little bit because that's what we are, right? So we are Guys from Wisconsin that really enjoy sports. And so we have to cover that. 
you don't enjoy shooting big bucks, <laughs> right? So you don't even want to be out there. I wish, <laughs> I wish I enjoyed shooting big bucks and not just like medium, medium sized bucks. But it is what it is. Yeah, you got a little, little two pointer this year. Little, I got, I got nothing. I got nothing this year. Didn't even even like, worse. All right, we're, didn't we're even rough. really try as much as I should have. Yeah, you need to try harder, Mike. You are less of a man for not sacking a big buck and feeding your family with uh, with some beef jerky or not uh, venison jerky. Sorry. So my my wife tells me that if I t- lie to her and tell her that it's beef jerky and not venison jerky, she will divorce me. Which is okay. Mm. Like I understand it as long as I understand though what the rules are, I can follow the rules. She doesn't like venison jerky. I love venison. So that like I'm a hypocrite when it comes to you know I I wouldn't even say I'm a hypocrite. I don't like hunting. I don't give a shit that people do it. I think there's probably like um ecological good reasons for it. But according to the uh Joe Rogan podcast, uh, as of like 20 whenever he switched from like just everywhere he puts his podcast out to Spotify. At that point, I stopped listening. But at that time, he was saying that like there's more white-tailed deer in the you know, or there's more deer in the United States now than when Columbus landed. But I don't know if that's accurate. I don't know how that would be accurate. But I mean, that's what they say. Yeah, I don't that's know how they counted then either. But I guess there's more, um, not like resources for deer or stuff, but you know, they're like, there's way more people in the world. But so but they're like, there's like less Buffalo. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And no, so I don't know. I'm just trying to think of like how that would be that real. They can take up because other megafauna aren't there. Yeah. No, you know what I'm saying? I'm surprised that there's more deer now than when Columbus got here. Columbus didn't even land here. He landed in some island. Oh, yeah. It's a cool-ass island, too. I don't remember which one it is, but, like, it was in, like, the Caribbean more than it is, like, the U.S. Yes, that's true. True story, Mike. I don't know if that's true, but it is definitely something that I've heard. Yeah, no, it is true. Because I think it's like St. George's Island or or something like that. But whatever, Mike, let's roll. Let's let's get into the script. So we have Hot in the Street. And the hottest, the hottest thing in the street right now is Britney's back, bitch. We uh, <laughs> we, uh, we got I it back, Mike. When you wrote this, I loved it. It was a fucking perfect. But yeah, Brittany Griner's back after I think it was like three hundred days in a Russian prison. But it so it almost burned. a year. Yeah, almost a year. Um, there's another guy over there. I had this all looked up 
and stuff, but he's been there for like four years. So they were trying to tie this guy into the deal and we were giving back like a, like the trade one V one, like as the public knows it, I guess is we traded like a Lieutenant Colonel from Russia that was like running guns and shit for Brittany Griner. So I, I don't know, like in a political uh, scale, I think they, I think they got the better end of the trade. In- so yeah, I think we lost in this deal. Yeah. Right. Uh, have you ever seen the movie uh, Lord of War? Yeah, they they were saying no. I haven't seen it, but okay, yeah. Okay, so it's decent movie. Nicholas Cage, fucking American hero, right? Nicholas Cage, great actor. I love The Rock, but I'm I don't know how I'm. Whatever, just keep going. What about like Con Air? Have you seen Con Air? Con Air and The Rock are great movies. I will give you that. Yeah. So Nick, I so personal opinion here. Nicholas Cage <laughs> is better than people give him credit for. I like Nicholas Cage. Have you seen Ghost Rider? Uh, I definitely <laughs> attempted to watch it. I don't know if I got through it. But I, I'm going to say that Nicolas Cage is better than people give him credit for. He's like Nickelback. Okay. I will also be uh, like comfortable uh, uh. listening to Nickelback. I have no issues. It's all the same song. I understand that. However, kind of fits right into what I believe, right? Like that, like that's a decent song. Yeah, I think it's more of like a public opinion getting behind something. But I don't know if the public opinion on Nicolas Cage is all that bad. Yeah, I actually know. That's a good comparison. Because. So, yeah, you're right. So I like Con Air. I like uh, The Rock. I like uh, the Treasure movies when I've watched them, you know. Yeah, the treasure movies. I really enjoy those, but that's not the, that's not the point here. Um, Lord of War is based on the guy that they just released due to this change, but I do think they lost, right? So I do think, I shouldn't say they lost. I think that the Americans lost here, right? So Brittany is like famous. I'll give you that. Right. So she really, really, really good um, women's basketball player, but like in the political spectrum or like valuable to the actual cause of like culture of what we are. Right. They want for sure to, to get this guy that, I don't know, like, kind of like was cons- like trying to kill Americans and that kind of stuff, where this is just a basketball player, like culturally relevant, but not actually politically relevant. It's yeah. pretty good for them to get somebody who's politically and culturally relevant rather than just culturally I cannot say that fucking word. Yeah, you're getting political and culturally uh, all I cannot, messed up right now. Yeah, sorry guys. So, like, <laughs> but like to someone who is 
culturally to the culture <laughs> relevant to the culture right so that way i don't have to say culturally um like that's important to like get both things instead of just one thing yeah where we have a guy that is in a russian prison who's relevant to both that we couldn't get from russia yeah i was reading up on that guy and it's an interesting fella like he has his citizenship in ireland he's got like four different countries of citizenship i don't know ireland and the united states or canada he was born in canada um but just a lot of different things and then he was in like the marine reserves but he was a marine from 2003 to 2008 and some of the places he worked for that he said he worked for like didn't really claim so doesn't make sense yeah some of it doesn't make sense like where i think like russia's not even super wrong for being i can't remember what his charges were that that they arrested him on but like his background seems very spyish i guess i would say so <laughs> so i mean almost like they got it right yeah that that's what i'm saying with with that guy is but but then uh, like you read some more and I, you don't know what like the propaganda is if like because some of the stuff like that's like written about him is just like oh this guy kind of seems like maybe he was uh, i don't even know like i was gonna say a dork but i don't think that's the right word um but isn't that what you would prefer if you were like gonna send a spy is a guy yeah. that doesn't fit the alpha male like prototype or the stereotype. So, so the the part that makes me say that I think like it was kind of dorky is it's like he would kind of brag that he had information that Nerd. he sh- yeah, like he shouldn't have been bragging about. Like if you were like a good spy, like you could be a dork and not tell him like, oh, I have the nuclear codes, like, or whatever the hell that he, whatever the hell information that he had. But yeah, right. But yeah, it was interesting. So she's back. I think, like, I'm happy about it. I'll, I'll give them, uh, whatever. Like the, the the guy is sanitized from here on out you know like everything he's gonna do we're gonna be watching like sure he can pull some strings behind stuff but it is nice to know like that your country is actively trying to get you back i mean who knows if if it wasn't Brittany grind griner or whatever i wonder how many people we have locked up but it's just like a pretty fucked up world when someone goes to another country and use them as a bargaining chip to get like one of your colonels back or some shit like that. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I do think it's good that she came back. I think that my personal opinion on drugs is that we should allow it all. Right. So that everything should be legal and we should set up more like treatment centers along with like, like healthy drug use centers 
right? And I'm not saying healthy drug use as in like um, limited amounts of what you can use, but clean needles, like you get an opportunity for someone to offer that to you. That's yeah. the way I think the United States should be run is that we don't limit the amount of drugs that you have, but we're limiting the amount of crime that you commit in order to obtain money to obtain those drugs. We take the power out of people who are willing to, to do illegal shit in order to make monies for drugs. And then we also offer like a rehab right inside the same facility. So the government runs the facility. People come in, they can just get drugs. It doesn't cost them money. It costs us money. People who don't use drugs like yourself and myself, but they can get that. They're not causing damage to the community that they live in. They're just in a place where they can do drugs and what happens happens. They have access to some type of healthcare if something really, really negative would happen. And then if they would want to come in a day and be like, I'd rather just be fucking clean than on drugs. They go to the other side of the facility and they get fucking treatment. That's what I would prefer to happen in the United States. Mike for village president, Wilton. Come on, give him a round of applause. Yes, legalize all the drugs. We're decriminalizing in Wilton. That's right, everyone. So some some stuff you bring up, I don't have like good rebuttals against, but I, I'm more with you than against you. Like I, I definitely don't think weed should be illegal. Um, the little bit about, I know about cocaine, it probably shouldn't be illegal because the illegal stuff you're getting is the stuff with fentanyl in it and it's killing people. So like even more dangerous, um, and I've heard of those facilities in Canada and stuff. And I kind of think there's like a, a taboo factor of why people want to try these, like why they want to go to like the next level with them. And then I do think there's just like a curiosity factor from people who are like, I want to try as much shit as I can in my lifetime, like where I don't think that should be illegal. I mean, I, I don't know shit about heroin. I don't know shit about meth, really. Right. Yeah, um, and neither do I. Like, so my view is from like afar, mm. right? And so I'm on a drug tonight that allows me to not be able to say culturally or politically in a like a common tongue, right? So like I'm fucking that word up because I'm on a drug. Yeah. To yeah, some extent. You're a druggie, man. Which is accepted in the country that I'm in. And it's going to be out of my system by the time I go to work tomorrow and everything's going to be A-OK. Nobody's going to... And even if I'm like slightly buzzed up when I go to work, like it <laughs> wouldn't be the end of the world. Like no one would say shit. They'd be like, oh, you're hung over today, huh? Yep. Stay off That's the road like, from 306 Packard Street to the, the Marshall <laughs> facility. Mike's, Mike's driving to no. work tomorrow. 
And so, like, it is currently nine in the evening. By tomorrow morning, when I drive to work, I'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be like good I will. Small headache, but other than that, I'll be all good. Nobody will have like two shits to say. Now, in like to some extent, I believe that if we don't make it expensive and we don't make it something that you need to like harm other people in order to get most drugs are fine. So like you, like you said, you think that the things that you've heard about cocaine, it probably should be illegal now. No, I said legal. Yeah, probably should be legal. I'm sorry. Um, we, we know that like the reason that it's probably illegal is that people commit crimes to get money to get cocaine. Yeah. And right. They're robbing people. They're doing shit. It's not that they're acting so ridiculous on cocaine. Yeah. It's that they are uh, I, doing I, shit to get money to get cocaine. I said, yeah, but I think there's some weird shit that people do on cocaine as well. Like, I think that drug takes alcohol to the next level. Like, I think it's like an alcohol enhancer, but people do dumb enough shit just drinking alcohol. Like, so. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But I think, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know enough. Don't know enough to speak too much into that. I think all drugs should be legal. But so I, my I attitude towards more all drugs way. is that I think legalizing all drugs allows people and like I'm not saying legalize it and don't give them access. I'm saying legalize it and give anybody who wants it access to those drugs in a hotel type environment in almost every city in the United States. And if you do that, that reduces like the crime that comes with illegal drugs, the hurting people that don't do illegal drugs, the robbing people that don't do illegal drugs. I think that all goes away with the opportunity to get drugs without consequences from, or with like, without monetary consequences. All right. We'll stamp it. That's our first spicy meatball yeah. of the show. Mike thinks all drugs should. I do. Be I do legal. believe all drugs should be legal. Um, and, and have access to all drugs. Yep. You said that. I know. Sorry. <laughs> I apologize. No, you're good. You're good. All right. Next hot in the street we have is Braylon Allen is staying in Wisconsin, reported by Braylon Allen himself. People people really love that Braylon Allen said that sources tell Braylon Allen that Braylon Allen is staying in Wisconsin. So it looks like we're good. We got our running back for next year you got center is going to the draft you didn't put his name you just put the center is going to the draft so i read his name i read his name at like three o'clock this afternoon and i don't remember what it is but ram um, 
Ramchek has been in the NFL for fucking five years. It's his little brother. It, no, it isn't. I yes, it is. 83% sure. Um, it doesn't matter who it is. Uh, Wisconsin center announced that he's going to the draft instead of staying at Wisconsin, which I think is probably fine. If you have a year or two years or three years starting at Wisconsin, go to the fucking draft, make your fucking money and move on. If you were an offensive lineman at the university of Wisconsin, please go make your money. Especially if your first name is Joe and your last name is Tipman. Is that who it is? Joe? It cannot be Joe Tipman. <laughs> There's no way this dude's name is Joe. Joe? Yep. yep. It's definitely Joe. Love it. Joe, Love Joe's it. going to the draft. Hey, right. uh, parents out there, I'm just going to say this. Stop naming your kids Joe. Nope. Keep doing it. Ba- I like it. Banging on the drum. Banging on the drum is going to call your kid Joe Mama at some point. No, but if it's Joe, we'll just always get it their name right, even if we don't know it. Because it's the default that, names. That's fair. So I agree. <laughs> just just flipped his opinion hundred percent Wilton. Yeah, I wouldn't you, vote. I wouldn't vote for this guy. He's a flip-flopper. Flip-flopping isn't bad. That's like taking the information, taking the information and being like, oh, I was wrong. This is yeah. smart. You just flip-flop that on me. Vote for Mike, guys. Village president. All right. So next one we have on the docket. Badgers hired new OC Phil Lungo from UNC. I do not know a thing about this guy. I know UNC's been playing a little bit better football over the past, like, five, six years, maybe. And it sounds like he is in air raid guy from the article that I read, which is kind of interesting because I I kind of like it too. Um, Cause I don't think you can come into Wisconsin and be like, Hey, I'm an air raid guy. We're changing our offense. So I think that makes you, excuse me, because Fickle's the defensive coach. So the OC he's bringing in, he needs to trust his, instincts and stuff and i think if this guy's smart he's not gonna be like okay we're air raid now guys like we're airing this ball out left and right he's gonna be like well the bones are in place to run the ball what what can i add to this run game and i i think good things come come from that only scored Uh, 10 versus clemson yeah so i just like I wanted to know how he performed against elite coaches. So I kind of looked at that, right? Okay. Or elite teams. I shouldn't even say coaches, right? I do think Dabo Sweeney is an elite coach, but how does this guy do against elite teams? He only scored 10. Slightly concerning, right? Not really. I don't know that it's like this big deal, but he scores 30 points consistently. If the Badgers currently score 30 points, how many games do they lose? One, is it Ohio State? That's the only game they lose all year. If all they do is 
Keep going. You got it. If if all they do is score 30 points, they might lose one, maybe two games a year. If you lose one game a year in the Big Ten, you go to the college football playoff. That's all we want. We want to make the college football playoff. And that's it. Okay. Let's run this UNC offense back to last year's bowl game. So last year's bowl game, they play in Duke's Mayo Bowl. They scored 21 points. Against Duke's Florida. Mayo? Yep, Duke's Mayo Oh, that's bowl. a fucking good one. Yep. So then let me see how the dates are going in here. Okay, I got it. So 56 points against Florida A&M. So nothing – Nothing great. Division one, double A ish. Maybe they scrape in. I think they're one double A or whatever that's called now. So then they could play against Appalachian State, which is Division one. They score sixty three points against them. No, that's double A. The first one is probably like a regular Division one team. Florida A and M, Appalachian. No, Florida Appalachian State for sure is the division below. Nope, they're not anymore. They cracked into Division One. They used to be. It's been very recent. So okay. they're in like the but a, a good team, a team that has good players that can function inside Division One Double A as like the top level, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And Florida A and M is in Tallahassee, so I'm pretty sure they are. The step below, but Appalachian State stepped up. Uh, Georgia State they score thirty five. Notre Dame they score thirty two. Virginia Tech they score forty one. Miami they beat twenty seven to twenty four. Duke they put thirty eight up on them. UNC they put or Pittsburgh they put up uh, forty two on them. Uh, Virginia they put up thirty one on them. Uh, Wake Forest they put up thirty six on them. Georgia Tech, they only put up 17. Uh, North Carolina State, they put up 27. And like you said, they only put up 10 points against Clemson. But those are some big numbers that they're putting up. Granted, so they put up the 39 times. Yeah. Schedule's not good. great. But, Which is good. And so here's the other thing I got to say about this guy. He doesn't have the players that Wisconsin like I think Wisconsin can recruit better players than North Carolina can. I don't think in football. Yes. Yeah. Right. I think uh, North Carolina might have an advantage, maybe just a little bit of a possibility in basketball, but when it comes to football, uh, if they're not the same program, Wisconsin is definitely better. Oh, UNC is a hundred percent better than UNC in football. I I agree. You agree. No, people. every there's no one that disagrees with that. Well, so only, like, only people who live they in have North a Carolina. Better, they have a better opportunity with Butch Davis being their coach than Wisconsin did with Paul Chris being their coach. Right, the turnover since Barry Alvarez has happened creates a difference there. Butch Davis is a good coach at UNC. That's in the last, I don't know, three or four years. 
that he's been the coach at UNC. But I think it's Butch Davis. It was a guy that used to coach at Miami. I know that for sure. It's Joe and so Davis. It's not fucking Joe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> UNC has that advantage that Butch Davis is there. Other than that, they don't have an advantage in the last 30 years. They're not good. I don't even know where you went with this one. No, there's no chance. I'm just saying that, that Butch UNC Davis is a good a better, coach. Okay. I <clears throat> I will secede that fact because I don't pay attention to UNC football. I know they were Butch, like da- Butch Davis coached at last the Browns. Year. Butch Davis coached at the Browns. Yep. The, I think it was are, Miami. <laughs> those guys have been real good. It doesn't matter. Years. You're in the NFL. That fucking matters. Right. So like uh, being able to put guys in the NFL is going to matter. Right. So if you coach in the NFL, that's going to help. This resume that you're stacking up in front of me has not been very good. Like you're like, he coached at Miami who <laughs> went to shit. Who he coached I want to say Butch Davis shit. coached at Miami. Like right after they were fucking really, really fucking good. <laughs> that makes it even worse. They were like, "Yeah, you're you're not wrong," but yeah. like he's got a name. Yeah. All right. Right. So well, Butch Davis in uh, college football has a name. He's a decent football coach. Not perfect, but he's a decent football coach, right? He's been winning at UNC. What are they this year? Eight and four. Nine and four. So. Good, good work, Mike. Nine and four, right? There's so, three and three at home, though, with a three-game lead. Oh, they yeah. lost their last three games of the season. Yeah. and But, like, you got Clemson in there. Georgia Tech, you shouldn't get beat by Georgia Tech. Who's the other one? Uh, North Carolina State, who was good. But, Wait, no. Yeah. Yep. Nah, you're the fucking UNC. You should never get beat by North Carolina State in fucking anything. Okay. Right? Yes. Right? So that's like the Badgers getting beat by Marquette. Shouldn't fucking happen. Or Minnesota. But it happens. Or Minnesota. It shouldn't happen, though. Yeah. All it right. does, but it shouldn't. Next one, Mike. Badgers. So this is old news, but we're going to say it's hot in the street still. Barrage. It is. Badgers are in the depends diaper for adults that can't make it to the bowl.com bowl. That's I'm not surprised. They played like shit all year. So depends is a perfect uh, bowl for them. But still, the, the name of these bowls, I mean, it's nothing new, are getting kind of ridiculous. So we're in the guaranteed rate bowl.com or the guaranteed rate.com bowl um versus oklahoma state yeah and so like i i like that we're playing like a power five team that at least no matter what happens in a coaching change doesn't matter right so we're not going to end up being ranked a hundredth out of 119 teams or whatever it is because we lose to Southwest Missouri State or something like that. Yeah. So I like that we're playing a power five school. 
but I was a hundred percent sure you were lying to me when you said it was the guaranteed rate bowl.com. When you put that in the <laughs> document, I was like, I got to look. I can't believe that this is the actual bowl that they're in. Oh yeah. Couldn't definitely. believe it at all. And all right. it was a hundred percent correct. Guaranteed rate bowl.com versus Oklahoma state on December 27th. Sure. You nailed it. I think I did. Yeah. I don't know what the day is. All right. On to the next one. We are rolling into spicy meatballs, and Mike's got a good one. That's a spicy meatball, Mike. It's at least nine jalapenos. Um, Christian Watson should for sure be the rookie of the year in the NFL. Nine touchdowns. Nobody's even fucking close. The number seven in the league. Something like that. Pat's going to look it up for me, but he's got nine current touchdowns, seven receiving touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns, 401 receiving yards in, I want to say, 10 games. So the Packers have played 13 games. He's missed three of them. He has seven touchdowns. Receiving seven receiving touchdowns in the last three games, four games, four games in the last four games. And he's got two rushing touchdowns on the year. One in the last game, one early in the season. This guy is producing more than every other wide receiver in the league. There's not an offensive rookie that is really holding a candle to him. And People are going to argue that it should be either the Jets, Garrett Wilson, or the Saints, Chris Olave. And those guys have a lot of yards, but they're not producing the number of touchdowns that uh, Christian Watson does. I'm just going to break this to you guys right now. Touchdowns are the things that score points, and those are the things that matters. Yards don't mean shit. Yeah. And the Packers proved that early in the year when they were putting up yards and not putting up points. Um, yeah, but no, I, I don't think it is too crazy spicy. Um, my little scroller is not letting me scroll anymore. So if you, if you look at Olave, Wilson, London, Pickens, uh, and Pierce, they all have more yards than him. Olave kind of doubled him up. Uh, but Got yeah, two or three more games on him than right. Yeah, he definitely has two more games on him. Um, so he's played twelve to Watson's ten, but even Watson's ten games feels more like Watson having. I don't know, like eight and a half games because he's getting games where he's been knocked out of and stuff like that. But so Watson has that like he starts the game in five plays in, he's sitting on the bench for the rest of the game, fear of a concussion, right? Yeah. And yeah, and Watson has, you went over this, nine touchdowns to Olave's three. 
to Wilson's four, to London's four, to Pickens two, to to Alec Pierce. So if you add Olave Wilson's touchdowns up, he's got they he's got as many receiving touchdowns as both of them combined, plus two rushing touchdowns on top of their receiving touchdowns. So he's got more touchdowns than the top two guys combined. You throw the third guy in there. London's got four. So the top two rookies combined. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, sorry. And so he's not leading the league in touchdowns, but even if he gets one per game on the way out, which is four games, he ends the season with 11 touchdowns or 11 receiving touchdowns, 13 overall touchdowns. That, those are like Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson type numbers. Yeah. All right. So, Mike, I'm going to give you – I'm going to pull the whole country into this one. I'm going to try to say jalapenos cool like you do. Um, I'm going to give you eight jalapenos. I can't do it, Mike. Nailed it. So, give, like, give me your jalapenos again. I want to hear it twice today. Jalapenos. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. That's something I can't. Eat did I right did there. I hit it? Like, so I'm a little I'm a little on a spot where like I don't know if I can hit it, but I feel like I did. No, you you hit it, but you didn't hit it with as much excitement as you did on the on the first one of the show, but. It, it was still good, but yeah, eight eight jalapenos because I think Olave, um, as I've said before about other people, like I think being on the field is important. I don't think 100%. you're any, any less good because you're not on the field, but it knocks you. It definitely knocks you, like. I'm not saying it's your fault you're not on the field, but you're not on the field. Like that's that's it is what it is, I guess. It's Availability is the best ability. Yep. Um, that's a quote from Michael Doherty. I don't. I do <laughs> not think that I came up with that, but um, I. I shouldn't say I don't think. <laughs> I like, I don't how, think. You, I like how you're like maybe I know I didn't. I didn't. I know I didn't come up with that. Availability is the best ability. You have to be able to be on the field and able to do anything. And if you're not on the field, so like toughness matters. That's the reason almost 100% that we love Brett Favre is because he never missed a game. The fact that you never miss a game allows you to create the stats that you created. And the more you're on the field, the better those stats are. If you play 16 games, uh, sorry, if you play 17 games, your stats are generally better than somebody who plays 14 games. That's just the way things work. It's math. It's math. All right. We are going to bark about the Bucks. We're going to be, we're going to be quick barking about the Bucks. So, yep. Uh, since the last show, the Bucks beat the Kings 126 to 113. I actually went back and watched this one. I had a little downtime. Um, love, absolutely love this Bucks team. Um, Middleton's or not 
not Middleton. Well, I mean, Middleton was there. Uh, he played good. I can't remember what his numbers were off the top of his head, but Holiday puts up 31. Giannis, I want to say, put up 32. I know it was another uh, 30-plus point performance. And the blue jerseys in the blue court looked absolutely awesome. Um, got off to kind of a rough start. I think I think the Kings were up like 10 nothing or 10 to 2 at the beginning of this game. And the Bucks just turned it on um, and beat them in pretty much every aspect of the game. Uh, if you look at like the shooting stats from this one, everything looks pretty similar. Uh, King shot 47% from the field, uh, 31 from three and 93 from the line. Buck shot 47 from the field, 42 from three and 83% from the line. Uh, so you would think the score would be a little bit closer, but they, they just beat them. Like I said, and they out-rebounded them, uh, had less turnovers than them. I know that was a close margin there. Uh, and just well-disciplined, good basketball. It's, it's crazy that it's just such a staple in what the Bucks have going for them. And another thing to mention is you know, I mean, if you – didn't know you'd be stupid that Giannis is just so next level compared to everybody because you watch the whole game and he scores over 30 points. And I had to look back at the box score, or I think I heard the announcer say like, Oh, he's over 30 points. But in my head, I was just like, Giannis doesn't seem like, I mean, he had some sweet dunks in the game but it doesn't seem like he's having like a crazy good game. And then all of a sudden he just has over 30 points. Which so it's not a crazy good game and he's dominating in terms of points. He, yeah. I mean, it's just like subtle under it's expected now, I guess is, is the way to put it. He's the guy yep. that goes to work and does so good that he gets everybody else's work and then nobody even realizes it. But then once he's gone, it's it's never going to be the same. Even though I will say in this game, when he was off the floor, the team still looks like a good team without Giannis on the floor. And that's that's how you know we got a good team. I don't know. So Sacramento is 13 and 10. Uh, the only guy on their team I can name is DeAndre Fox. Um, let me see. If I look at the box score, if other ones are are uh, familiar, Harrison Barnes, I guess I know that name. Um, but yeah, I mean the the Kings aren't a great team, but they're not a bad team, and the Bucks beat them pretty handily in sweet uniforms with a sweet floor design at home. You got yeah, anything, Mike? No. So the Bucks are dominant. Um, the East is ours. Deal with it. I had a guy at work, a, a patient at work, say, wait till the Bulls get healthy. And I said, if they make the playoffs, I might get scared. But I'm not scared at all of the Bulls. So I don't think I'm scared of anybody in the East. 
And honestly, I think the Bucs can beat everybody in the NBA. I think that Giannis and Middleton are elite level performers. Our biggest competition is going to be the Celtics in the East. Yeah. No, I think that's pretty fair to say, like, as the records have it right now. Um, I would need to look out west a little bit more because I like Zion Williamson and I know the Pelicans are doing something special right now. And I mean, not like super special. It's early in the season still, but they're in first out west. And the west just doesn't look like what the west used to be, like where it was always like the Western Conference Championship is the championship game. So I would agree that like Western Conference is not dominant the way it was in even 2013, 14, 15, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, from there, we were going to touch the Badger stuff, but I don't know. We, we don't have much on it yet. I think both of us admitted uh, we uh, Let- have watched each watch a game. But anyways, Badgers 7-2 just knocked off number 13 Maryland, I want to say. And it just looks like they fielded another good team. Uh, Hepburn's back. Wall's back. Uh, what's the new new guy's name that well crowl's back as well he looks like oh shoot i want to say that it starts with an e it definitely does and uh, yeah i guess that could be how you say it s again s again guy's a great sixth man yeah connor Connor. joe 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 is a great sixth man no but connor He's looking good. We'll learn how to say his name before the end of the season. Connor Joes. Connor Connor Joseph Joe. All right. So from there, is it week 15 in the NFL? It is week 14 in the NFL, the last week of buys, which the Packers fall on, which kind of throws our whole show into a wrench, right? Yeah, so we're just – freestyling for you guys today but we got into rock climbing and belaying fighting bears rock climbing bears and belaying are almost the same thing but uh, anyway essentially the same thing yes let's kick it to our picks and i will read them off and mike you fire away so first game we already had uh we have Raiders minus six and a half at the Rams. Uh, looking at the score right now, we're sitting pretty good. Raiders are winning 16 to three. We both had the Raiders, but here's where I'll give you a choice, Mike. Jets at Bills, and the Bills are minus 10 at home. Who do you got? I'm taking the Bills here. I think the Jets are starting to be the Jets. And the Bills are starting to be the Bills. I'm going to take the Bills yep. as well. I think they're heating back up. They had their little lull. But that lull is over. Next game we have is the Browns at the Bengals. Bengals are minus five and a half. 
And I'm going to take the Browns. This is going to be my zag of the week. I think the Bengals are getting shit back on track. I just think interdivision rivalry, the Bengals seem like the obvious answer in this one. And I'm not falling for it, Vegas. I'm not falling for that shit at all. I've had enough of it this year. Uh, so I'm going to take the Bengals here. And I should be taking the Browns because I think the Bengals winning against the Chiefs changes what they are, right? Like that says, oh, we're awesome. And then they go back and they get reset against the Browns. Good possibility there. But I'm taking the Bengals. I think they cover this five and a half. I think they're better than Browns. I don't want Deshaun Watson to get any wins here moving forward. And I'm kind of hoping that's what happens. Yeah, I didn't even mention that. So we'll see if that guy can get back to humming and not trying to get his uh, wiener hummed on and he can uh, get back to playing some good football. He just wants a massage, Pat. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. No, do you remember? So we cut this out of the show back in the day, but I said that there like should be a stipulation that he could only get uh massages from male masseuse wait we cut that out i think we did because we were we kind of dove a little bit too deep into like shit that we didn't know about and um whatever it was but i brought up yeah i brought up that there should be a stipulation of wherever he goes he should and i think it's real i think that stipulation actually happened is uh, in his contract that he can only work with like male uh, masseuses or whatever. Are things. you serious? That, now like, they put now that I feel like, well, now I feel like we'll have to cut this out again. Um, well, I'm not cutting shit and I'm probably going to put it out because yeah, you're going no. to bed. Uh, I'm not going to cut this, but like, I think that at the time I said, it might not matter. Yeah, yeah, no. This is definitely what you said. Right? So, like, if he gets a massage, it might not matter if it's male or female, right? That that might trigger, like, his attitude. And so, like, I have a small amount of insight into this because I work at, a, like, a sex offender's treatment facility. And this guy appears to be a sex offender. So I looked up something here real quick. So ruling includes mandate that Deshaun Watson only gets massages from team therapists. So he can't, he can't get massages outside of the team. So does that limit him from getting hand jobs from team therapists? I don't know if they want to give him one. Doesn't say, right? (laughs) No. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess they could if they wanted to. All right. Let's roll on to the next. No, no, no. So the problem is, is that they didn't want to. Yeah. Like if these girls were all like, oh, yeah, like this is Deshaun Watson. I'm in on this. I'm going to give a hand job. I perfectly comfortable. We never go to court. You went to court with him? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I was I was in on that. Like <laughs> that was 
I mean, one hand job, like I just had to, like he offered me a lot of money. I was comfortable with it. Yeah. No, so what, like, I'm just saying like, if the women were comfortable with what they were doing and they were already like doing this for other people as well, you want to end it up where you were. Yeah. No, I just don't get how so many people ended up on that list. That's been extensively, extensively covered, not by us, but, but yeah, yeah it's just I would mind, agree with that mind blowing situation. All right. Yep. Then we go back to his old team, Texans at the Cowboys. Cowboys are minus 18. And who do you got, Mike? So I'm going to take the Texans here. I believe that 18 is a lot. I get that the Texans are very, very bad. Oh, so bad. 18 is so many points. Yeah. Interstate rivalry. I think the Cowboys want to put it on them and prove that they can put it on teams like this. So I'm going to roll with the Cowboys. Uh, That line doesn't scare me. It makes me happier. If the line was 20, I would have took the Cowboys still. Uh, Next game we have the Vikings at the Lions, and the Lions are minus two, and this feels like a trap. And looks like the Lions are playing some decent football lately. And I'm going to take the Lions because I feel like I'm getting trapped and I feel like they need to win. The Vikings are kind of sitting good. So I think the hungry is going to beat out the complacent. So you're saying that the Vikings minus two is a game that Vegas is begging you to take. The Vikings. Yes, I, I would think so. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and so like the Lions being traditionally fucking terrible, I'm on the same boat taking the Lions as well. Yep, yep. All right, next game we have is Jaguars at the Titans, and the Titans are minus four. Who you got, Mike? I'm taking the Titans. I'm like a Titans apologist, right? So I don't really like them, but I feel like they should win most games that they play in. Yeah, and I'm going to – decent i'm gonna go with the jaguars to keep this one close interdivisional stuff i feel like when the jaguars play within their division they have some weird weird competence that you don't see from jaguars teams uh that play outside their division so i do have something to say i think that derrick henry hasn't scored a touchdown in two weeks which means he probably gets four here that could be yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just going with the Jaguars. Is I got that. Next one we have is Eagles minus seven at the Giants. And I'm going to go with the Giants. I think the Eagles are getting a little too big for their britches. I think they're going into New York. I haven't looked at the weather, but Mike says it's going to snow tomorrow. In Wisconsin. It's going to snow in Wisconsin. Tomorrow. So that yes. means that storm's heading out east. Friday. So, oh, so Friday. It's snowing Friday afternoon or like early, early Friday morning. I'm sorry, not afternoon. Early, early Friday morning, two to six. Yeah. Yeah, Which means it's a meridiano. It's a meridiano long wave pattern. So that that bad boy's going to be traveling slow 
should be hitting New York just in time for the game. So I'm taking the Giants. Please describe a Meridiano long wave pattern for me, please. All right. Do you know what a polar front jet is? Nope. All right. So the thing that kind of steers storms and systems, lows, highs, whatever, is going to be your your jet, your polar front jet. There's a subtropical jet as well. They mesh in the middle. But anyways, in the winter, cold air pushes the jet down. So By down, do you mean north to south? North to south. That's why it gets colder. So we're getting polar air brought in by the polar jet um, further south. So the jet dips in the middle. It makes a trough. You know what I'm saying? Is a trough a normal word? Like, so it kind of makes a U over the country. So a a trough is the, so crest is the top, trough is the bottom of a wave, right? Yeah. But in weather, we call them ridges and troughs. So basically there's meridional patterns. So big ridges, big trough or big, two big ridges, big trough or one big ridge, two big troughs, or yeah, I got you. Or the the thing could be very parallel. You call that a zonal system. So which would mean two big troughs, two big ridges. No, nope, it would mean like neither. Like it's just a straight line across the country. So then a low hops on that polar front jet, poof, zips right across the country. But you're so, saying this thing's gonna hit New York. And that's going to be low scoring. Yep. Just to back my uh, uh, pick. pick. Perfect. Because I haven't looked at the long wave pattern right now. I'm just hoping that it's Meridian. Who do you got, Mike? Uh, Did I not take this game? I'm taking the Giants in this game because I think they're, they're the perfect backdoor cover for the entire year. I like they're okay. Uh, They're an okay team. And even when they do lose, they keep it close. All right. Next one, we have Ravens at the Steelers. Steelers are minus two and a half. And Mike, you get to shoot first. Steelers, double dog. Double dog coming from that M dog. Call that a triple dog right there. Coney Island's going to need to get on. On that wave, Mike's yeah. How do they not have dog. a triple dog? <laughs> yeah, I who mean, knows? what are they doing? Who knows? But I'm gonna go with the Steelers as well, and I'm just gonna say I think that game feels kind of trappy. Um, it's a trap. Next game we have is the Chiefs minus nine and a half at the Broncos, and I think this one seems too easy, and I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. So I don't know, I contradict my traps a lot because. I know that's still a big line, uh, but it's at the Broncos. I guess I could see that money getting split up 50-50, but I'm going to go with Chiefs. I think the Broncos are absolutely dog poop. Poopy poop poop poop. Taking the Chiefs as well. All right. Next game, Buccaneers at the 49ers. 49ers are minus three and a half. Mike, you go first. I'm taking the Bucs. I think they surprise us all. 
especially with a Brock Purdy as the quarterback for the Niners. Yeah. And honestly, it wouldn't surprise me at all, but I just like what the 49ers can do. I think they're well coached, got a lot of good weapons. Gonna still be able to get it done. Um, Purdy, just don't make any mistakes. Play Purdy. All right. Next game Panthers at the Seahawks. Seahawks are minus three and a half. And I am going with the Seahawks because I've accepted that they're actually a pretty good team. Seahawks are good. Let's take them. Let's roll. Three and a half. All right. Next game Dolphins minus three and a half at the Chargers. Who you got? I hate the Chargers. Let's go with the Dolphins. All right. I'm going to go with the Chargers just to upset Mike. Next game we have is Patriots minus one and a half at the Cardinals, who've just been underperforming all year. And I am going to take the Cardinals, and I'm going to make them my double dog. The P-Dog making it a triple dog. I see you're you're taking the low-level, like – the low level, no points, double dogs. I think that's what you were bitching at me about all year last year. I'm taking the Patriots. They're going to dominate. I think they're still a good team, even though they don't have a good quarterback and they don't have a good offense. The Patriots take Kyler Murray, who doesn't study tape, and bucks him up. You took the Steelers that are minus two and a half. Whatever. You got one one extra point. One whole fucking point. I don't know what you're complaining about here. I did I, I mean it's not like a half point game or nothing. Come on. I'll, Give me a break. I'm not gonna take it for my double dog, but I'm gonna say the Giants went outright against the Eagles. Holy shit, that's a big one. All right, but that will do it for the show today. Thank you for hanging around. Listen to us. Uh, we appreciate the support. All you guys that listen, looks like our numbers are getting up higher. Either Mike's downloading it on more devices. I know I downloaded it on so, 12 devices last week. So I'm okay, good. I so did. we got we got lie. we got 15 because I downloaded it on three. So as always, thank you for listening. Love you guys. Thank you for the support again, Mike. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. We love you. And anybody who's doubting the Brewers, the Badgers, the Bucks, or the Packers, you can eat our shorts. Roll it. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shows. Beat them. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shows. Eat my shows.